Good morning. Good morning to you. This is Blake. I want to share a quick quote with you. It's from a 2017 poem. Quote, deep truths emerge from the dance of darkness, a spark sent from love in the form of your heartbeat. The heart speaks in art form. Please give the slightest respect of listening. Okay, okay, love. I promise, love, that I will listen this time. Once upon a cocoon, we evolved into a butterfly flying through the depth of the mind. You know that mother knows it's time to intertwine with soul love. Another flow, we fly, fly, fly to catch the vibe. Three times, 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 because the blessings come in threes. And when I cry, 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 these tears of truth free the child. Now the floral wings, they help the soul to sing. Now the doorbell rings. Ding dong. Hi, hey, hello, hello. My name is Love. I've just come to sing along because song is a seed. Let it feed. Feed the free in both you and me. Humble Savage in the Savage Family Circus. August 5th, 2017. Welcome to Breakfast with Blake and Jake. Although Jake is not sitting next to me this morning. Uh, We do have a meeting later this afternoon, but I'm jumpstarting my day on my own today. I figured it'd be okay for you guys to to have a chance to get to know me. (laughs) It's important to spend time alone. My beautiful fiance, Rosie, a.k.a. Jennifer, um, she reminded me of that through a record we did called Poetic Prayer. Uh, She recorded a voice memo just expressing and addressing some of the struggles that she was going through. And, excuse me, and she came to the realization at the end of the voice memo, I think I'm, I'll be able to play it for you guys, hopefully, um, that alone time, isolation, meditation, reflection, these, these virtues and values are essential to maintaining a relationship with ourselves and our souls. Uh, maintaining relationships with others, right? The alone time is equally as important to maintaining the relationship to ourselves as it is to others. And then furthermore, maintaining a relationship to the divine in whatever form or fashion you might believe in. Our connection as artists to the divine is of the utmost importance in my experience, and allowing something that's greater than thyself to flow to and through you is ultimately how the greatest of works are created. I state this as if it's an objective fact, and in my reality it may be, but it's important to remember that these statements are ultimately subjective. Objective 
fact, subjective, means there's room for fluctuation and there's room for difference of opinion, right? When we talk about universal laws, like the law of polarity or the law of relativity, I encourage you to look into universal laws. Um, Many people believe that these are objective facts or objective reality, right? There's no room for fluctuation or Kant, the, uh, I think he's what, an ethical or an ethical philosopher, you might say. Kant believes in what's called the categorical imperative, the fact that in order for society to function properly, there has to be some sort of a universal objective law, right? I, I would like to believe that there is a universal law, but upon looking deeper into Nietzsche, I'm taking a class right now. It's a a philosophy class. I'm in my final semester of college out here in Nashville, Tennessee. For those of you who are looking to know a little bit more about Blake. Um, Yeah, Nietzsche doesn't quite believe in in the categorical imperative or universal law. Uh, To my understanding, Nietzsche... Nietzsche believes that we're meant to create our own meaning. We're meant to create our own reality and values. That's really the only way that we can survive is is through forming our own sense of order amidst the, the chaos. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever found is... Jordan Peterson's introduction to the idea of God. The reason I I enjoy this podcast so much, I highly recommend looking it up. Jordan Peterson, introduction to the idea of God. He approaches the topic of divinity and the psychological significance of the biblical stories from the lens of a psychoanalyst, from the lens of an artist really in my opinion i believe i believe that you know the great psychoanalysts specifically carl jung i i truly believe that the artist the genius was alive within those figures and i believe the genius is alive within us as well you know i think people like you and i if you've chosen to listen this far, I know that you and I have something in common, right? We're different. Ever since we were little kids, we had a vision of doing something bigger for a living. But we're struggling to find inside a, a way to monetize our creative passion. But day by day, we begin to watch the pieces fall into place. The right people walk into our lives And slowly that dream or that vision begins to manifest. I'm realizing it's very, very important to detach from the details. You know, the details are arguably the most important part of... Well, I don't want to create that dichotomy or that that comparison. I wouldn't say they're the most important part. The details are extremely important, though. But 
as we begin to navigate the manifestation of our dreams and as we watch them come to reality, we, we let go of the need for things to have to be a certain way, right? We, we let go of the ego and the fear and the emotion associated with it. And instead, we begin working with intention, greater intention to welcome principles into our lives, right? principle of integrity and connection right we want to build a foundation of community and growth expression vulnerability right our focus suddenly becomes principle centered so before I send you into um, another another you know expression of thought, I, I I recorded something on voice memo today. Okay, if if you have an iPhone or an Android or whatever, you have a way to record yourself speaking. I highly recommend doing so. Okay, being able to listen back to your own voice, hearing yourself speak words of wisdom. It's a powerful experience, okay? I highly, highly recommend it. Um, so this morning, I was just feeling compelled to, to do so. So coming up in a few minutes, you're going to hear a voice memo. Uh, I was kind of on the go. I was unloading some alkaline water from my car into the fridge of our home but you'll get the gist of it. I'm talking about a philosophical fiction, um, aka Thinking Life. It's a book by Mark Anderson, my philosophy professor, and he is contemplating uh, the importance of, of many things. I, I can't really deduce the statement or the book down to a single statement, but what I can do is I can read the back cover. Thinking life is a narrative exploration of such themes as the decline of contemporary university, comma, man's alienation from nature, comma, modern melancholia, common, comma, <laughs> Dionysian intoxication. Ugh, I'm so, so curious. I'm remaining curious around this idea of Dionysian intoxication. You'll hear more about it in the voice memo. This idea of a dichotomy, the humble and the savage, the feral and the queen, the urban and the shaman, right? Like this idea of two juxtaposed life and death, peace and war, the yin and the yang, Dionysian intoxication. Uh, the relative value of knowledge, truth, and artistry in the life of the philosopher, artist, and the creative construction of the self. The author engages throughout with Plato and Nietzsche, with the Phaedo and the gay science in particular. Once again, this is Thinking Life, a, a philosophical fiction by Mark Anderson. I look forward to opening a dialogue and 
and really diving deeper into this book because there's a lot worth talking about and I'm thinking about just doing a particular series within the Breakfast with Blake and Jake podcast where we specifically dive into this book and I'm looking forward to at some point potentially having Mark on the podcast. So once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, Please feel free to listen to the podcast at any time of day. But, you know, my intention of it, you know, my original um, vision was to give you a, a, a chance to start your day on the right foot, right? To be thinking consciously, working through some of the ideas you might have, being exposed to new ideas early in the morning. So um, on that note, I am going to send you into the world of this voice memo. Uh, Thank you guys for listening, and here comes the next segment. I think I find the pursuit, the pursuit of soul over body is a noble one to say the least. It takes discipline, consistent denial of the senses. denial of bodily passion and fluctuation yet it seems to be the path that provides the most fulfillment deepening the soul finding ways in which to express it, allowing it to come forth to inform the work, the great work, the magnum opus of the philosopher. I tip my hat to the many synchronicity that lie between the journey of Mark Anderson and mine. It affirms my belief in the collective unconscious, comma, the commonalities between the nuanced expressions of our psychosomatic experience. In his book, Thinking Life, a philosophical fiction, he implores a character on a journey of essentially 
fighting his own mind. I'm riding at sunrise till the demons turn to freedom. Dionysus is a juxtaposed opposition. The humble savage, the feral queen, the urban shaman. There's no escaping this dichotomy. Such savage beauty seems to be discovered by the great minds of all time or lack thereof. Those whom remain open to channeling something larger than themselves, comma, to allowing the absolute to express to and through thyself. Tend to discover an intimate connection and relationship to the divine. Surely, some of this expression is pure speculation and a desire to believe in something. The good majority of that which I speak comes from personal experience. Furthermore, I'd say more accurately, something larger than myself. In these moments where I choose to let go, in these moments where I somehow, for some reason, feel the motivation to actually think consciously, These are the moments that the gift of magic begins to overflow. So what does this mean for us, for you, for me? Well, put simply, we are different people like us tend to live lives of isolation and meditation we're on a journey towards strengthening our mental health Sometimes I ponder, I question, why are we so different? Where do we come from?
Maybe that's not for us to know. The one thing I do know is that I'm being called to address and express the triumph and tragedy of the human experience. The dichotomy of Dionysus urges me. My, my expression of the dichotomy of existence prior to consciously becoming aware of Dionysus urges me to believe in something larger than thyself. The same goes for my discovery of Jungian psychology and the collective unconscious, the archetypes. I created the Saber Psyche for the purpose of exploring and understanding these different aspects of who I am. And now I'm coming to meet significant leaders and mentors, partners, friends, family along my path that are feeding, affirming, empowering, and believing in that same stream of conscience. The collective unconscious is alive and well. I'm open and ready to receiving her. Good morning. This is Blake here. It is 6.23 in the morning. It might be a different time for you, but the time is here and the time is now. I'm sitting here with Mrs. Rose's Marie. And um, we've just had an an amazing night at the sanctuary. Quite literally covering ourselves and the walls with paint. (laughs) OMG. Do you even have any words? I don't. (laughs) Breakthrough is like the big thing that comes to me. Like, I know we need to be doing this more. It just feels like the thing that is going to help us, like, move through it all. I don't know. Like, if, if we just keep painting, like, it'll all be okay. You know, I mean, it, it seems like it, it, it has to be, like, more complex than that, or, like, you know, it's, like, it's hard to make it in this world. I really feel like you can make something special, and, like, like, I guess, like, how did we find the paint? And what does it mean to us? Like, what does it mean to you, if anything? Not to put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> See, what am I? I'm curious. What does the pain 
can you tell me about where that came from for you so infinitely evolving something that people are going to be able to get behind and like understand I feel like it's going to free people up a little bit to like know that it's okay to change especially like as we get people like moving and experiencing themselves consider protecting <laughs> not that we need to but it's like that's what you do when you find one <laughs> you know so maybe we talk to Rush about that before I bounce uh, Rush Hicks I don't know like just ask some lawyer like you know what do we do to protect this or so I just think that should start going on like like, I want a fucking t-shirt that says infinitely evolving. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if you're cool with that. Mm-hmm. Just because I believe in it. <laughs> you know, like, I want to wear shit that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, we can buy it sometimes if we like it and we see it out there. But I'd rather fucking buy whatever we want to make you know mm-hmm. where that at <laughs> so much more baller mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the place again that we're gonna get married Cadillac Mountain Cadillac Mountain like where is it in on Mount Desert Island. Mount Desert Island? You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> Jesus. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> Are you coming to the fucking island or what? Because you better believe it. The queen just walked in the room. Oh, jolly chimp. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> uh, shout out Feeny. I honestly love Feeny's room. And I would not mind being Feeny's adopted brother. 
can you can you adopt twice? Can 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 someone be adopted twice? <laughs> can you adopt me? Oh, what? What did you say? I'm crumping your blanket. Blanky swag. We need blankets for everyone. Blankies for everyone. Okay, everyone needs to be comfy. Everyone needs to have whatever they need, honestly. So Jake was talking about this thing the other day that I want to I want to bring up that like we're at a time in humanity and history where like humans shouldn't have to worry about certain basic needs like it's fucking ridiculous that people are out here, like, on the streets and shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, as we start bringing in a lot more money, like, we need to figure out how we want to use it in a in a positive way to help people, obviously. Um, my mom, Gangsta Grammy, she gave me a resource today for... She, she, she thinks that we should, like... Well, she doesn't think that we should do anything, but through conversation, she inspired me to take action and and look into this company that will send us free um, kits. They're like Narcan kits. Yeah, because like a lot of these people on the streets, they're experiencing, um, you know, like they're addiction or whatever they're experiencing I, it's really not my place to speak on I don't know enough about it but I do know that they might need these things and if I'm able to possibly help deliver them and save their fucking life damn straight we'll do that like and it's free so yeah I'm gonna yeah I mean it's it's like this thing that I'm kind of I don't know. It matters a lot to my mom, especially because Tiffany is her name, my sister. Like, it's crazy to think that she is dead. Like, mm-hmm. like that's fucking insane. You know, like a, a human dead. Um, we can prevent that shit. Like, we really can through creating a culture that's more focused on healing, responsible usage of drugs, if there is usage, you know? Like, there there cannot be, like, irresponsible, unmanaged usage of drugs. It's fucking ridiculous. It's leading to, like, massive epidemic over overdoses, fucking deaths. It's It's just... It can't be going on. Like, people can't be shamed and suppressed into this place where they feel like they have to hide their usage because that's what fucking kills people. It's, it's fucking absolutely ridiculous. So I'm, I'm ready for, like, a certain segment of our music to speak directly to, like, that struggle. I think it's more of the All-Star Misfits outlet. Because it's like, it's the addiction, it's the streets, it's the fucking hustle, it's the like, oh, I need to fucking make this dollar, so I'm gonna fucking sling this crack, like, I'm gonna rob this motherfucker, like, 
it's the real shit that's happening in the fucking streets that doesn't have to be if people are given their fucking basic human rights like and and that's why Jake wants to get behind this guy this guy what's his name um the yen guy what's his name Okay, well, that's important right now, so let me grab my... Okay, so this guy is running for president in 2020, FYI. Yo, I'm doing a podcast episode right now, by the way. (laughs) So, okay, we need you guys to vote for this person if you feel compelled to do so. Because your votes are important, okay? And I'm talking to myself, too, because I didn't fucking vote this year, and that's... Instagram post. What? Oh my god, no, it's it's literally going on the podcast app. Like the Do you do you do you do you listen to podcasts, May? Dude, I don't have enough time to listen to everything that is passed on to me. You have gotta be fucking kidding me right now. I can't do listen and do other things I need to do at the same time. I don't have drive time. That's real. No, honestly, I don't listen to podcasts, but we can make them, like, <laughs> you know, like, if other people want to listen to it, if you, if you're listening to this right now, and you find value in it, like, you should keep listening to it, because that's what life is about, is fucking finding the things that you value, and then doing those things, so keep fucking doing that. Anyway, um, the, the guy... What's the guy's name? The fucking... Where's Jake when I need him? <laughs> Shout out Jake. It's funny because Jake's going to fucking listen to this. I'm going to like send him like the episode. This podcast is called Breakfast with Blake and Jake. <laughs> oh my God. Do you see why I love the idea of just like record starting it? You know? Yeah, recording the whole thing. podcast. That's what I think will make it blow up. Sup, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> um okay so it's six thirty six a.m here sunday april 21st four twenty was yesterday but we don't we don't smoke i don't at least sometimes i do but just being honest um <laughs> anyway wow my my dad's probably listening to this right now it's okay i'm gonna send it to him if he got this far it's like he trusts the journey it's whatever um <laughs> So I'm graduating college, let's see, in fucking 12 days. Uh, my my Bofi and Bobby. So, okay, so Bobby, my, my dad's dad, is the, he's the inspiration for the father butler in the Growing Younger story. I feel like it's appropriate to finally reveal some of this. It's like, fucking, I don't know what we're holding out on. But, um, so Bobby the butler lives in Melvin the Mason's mansion in the UK and Irving is, is raised as a houseboy. He's a servant. Um, his, his expression is, is suppressed from a really young age and he's just taught to serve. Like he's born to serve. You're born to serve, son, born to serve. It's like his, his needs come second um to those of like the the household and 
So he grows up in that for years. He experiences that suppression of expression until it finally gets to the point. He's, I think he's 18, maybe 17. I don't know. He might even be younger, might be older. Don't fully know. I think we decided 18, but I'm not fucking sold on that. Um, he, he, get, he, he leaves London and he fucking goes to New York City to fuck the game up and find himself. Because we all need to do that at some point or another. And Irving, he fucking gets on a boat or a plane. It was a plane when I first imagined it, but I think it'd be doper if it was a boat. Because this is set in the 19, like, 1920s. Um, actually, so he's born in 1888. He's 18. He actually comes over in, like, 1908 or 1910. I don't know, we have a timeline, I kind of want the timeline, like, on the wall, I have it, like, folded up, it's fucking 100 year timeline, 1888 to 1988, he lives 100 years, um, oh no, he lives to be 88, what the fuck am I saying, 88, 88, 88, always, hashtag financial abundance, um, Okay, I'm getting. I'm gonna get back to the presidential candidate of 2020 because that's really important. I I did not mean to get sidetracked. Who's who is that candidate? <laughs> candidate. I'm sitting here with Roses Marie, May Wild, and Dom. We need to come up with your fucking third phase evolution. <laughs> Jesus! Oh my God, Doctor Daddy. Oh, God, that's so fucking raunchy. This entire podcast, this is probably the raunchiest episode of Breakfast with Blake and Jake that's ever been recorded. This is the seventh episode. <laughs> um, but I'm totally okay with it. I don't, I don't even, I know Jake's down with it. Um, okay, so the candidate, this guy looks like a, shit it's not the person i'm looking for i don't mean to talk about that like uh, talk about anyone like that i apologize um moment of silence please I, I literally can't find this candidate. I don't I, I guess it's in our notes from the other night, so I'll look there. Does anyone have any idea or am I just fucking crazy? Like Yen, or something. Yen, wasn't it? So cause, so cuz we got this song called Roll the Dice, right? And this is what we think. So we want to get on board with this guy's campaign because if you guys keep listening at some point, I'll fucking drop his name because we're going to find it. But um, this guy believes in universal base income, apparently. Like Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang. Thank you universal so much. Basic income is an old idea. Okay. Can you, can you like just give us a little bit of wisdom on it? What is this? Um, he's a former tech executive who founded an economic development nonprofit. Um, 
He says that universal basic income is an old idea, but but it's an old idea that right now is uniquely relevant because of what we're experiencing in society. Um, so it's basically going to revolutionize. Do you want to keep? Do you want to? Please, like if you. I just have two more points. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. I'm so sorry. Um. He is running on a long-shot campaign on a proposal to establish a universal basic income funded by the government. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, like, sounds really amazing, but we got to see how that works. (laughs) Um, The signature issue is establishing a universal basic income of $1,000 per month for for all Americans. Sounds great. My so, phone's frozen. <laughs> yeah, okay. So essentially there's there's a lot of money being spent like already in many of the different like social um I don't even know if constructs is the right word, but like the hierarchies and the systems that are in play are kind of designed to keep people where they are. Um so the this idea the reason it's so revolutionary is this guy who's a brilliant entrepreneur and he he knows what it takes to like bring ideas to life he realizes that like people can't be slaving at a fucking 9 to 5 job if they're going to be bringing their vision of how to make the world a better place to life so this universal basic income is essentially a way to kind of keep the economy moving like without having to send people into these jobs that are becoming obsolete. I think that's the word um, as like artificial intelligence begins to this can get fucking tearing up a storm in there. As artificial intelligence begins to take the jobs that like formerly different members of society had held like truck drivers have been one example um like what are these truck drivers supposed to fucking do like when when amazon literally has semis self-driving semis just running the streets like what are these truck drivers that have literally been trained to do this have committed their the past 30 years of their lives to doing this there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Like, what are they supposed to do? So the, this idea of universal basic income would serve a massive, massive percentage of the population that is potentially facing... Um, they're being marginalized, essentially. Like, their their role in society is, like, no longer necessary... I guess that's like I think what's happening at least my understanding of it and and it's it's dangerous like it's it's it needs to be addressed and that's why that's why Jake and I and honestly I think everyone in this room is sitting here like at at least in are you fucking on board with this guy cuz like I'm voting for this guy in as soon as possible I don't know when the election is but I when is when is the next fucking election Okay, y'all need to vote, okay? Hear me right now. You need to fucking vote, all right? 2020. Um, I know our, our fam is rallying up for Andrew Yang. You do what's right for you, but um, we're stacking the yin with the yang, baby. Rolling the dice. 
we're gambling and uh we're gonna do it big so i hope you're coming with us all right y'all have an amazing day and um yeah just uh keep listening to your music whatever music inspires you and keep painting as much as you need to and um Yeah, don't forget to tell your story because it matters. Peace.